Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Tenth Canto, Chapter 3, Texts 9 through 22. Vasudev's Prayers to the Lord. Texts 9 and 10. Vasudev then saw the newborn child, who had very wonderful lotus-like eyes, and who bore in his four hands the four weapons, shock, chakra, gutta, and padma. On his chest was the mark of Srivats, and on his neck the brilliant Kastuba gem. Dressed in yellow, his body blackish like a dense cloud, his scattered hair fully grown, and his helmet and earrings sparkling uncommonly with the valuable gem Vidurya. The child, decorated with a brilliant belt, armlets, bangles, and other ornaments, appeared very wonderful. Purport by Srila Prabhupada To support the word adbutam, meaning wonderful, the decorations and opulences of the newborn child are fully described, as confirmed in the Brahma Samhita, 5.30. Varhava tamsam asitambuda sundarangam. The hue of the Lord's beautiful form resembles the blackish color of dense clouds. Asita means blackish, and ambuta means cloud. It is clear from the word chaturbhujam that Krishna first appeared with four hands, as Lord Vishnu. No ordinary child in human society has ever been born with four hands. And when is a child born with fully grown hair? The descent of the Lord, therefore, is completely distinct from the birth of an ordinary child. The Vaidurya gem, which sometimes appears bluish, sometimes yellow, and sometimes red, is available in Vaikuntha Loka. The Lord's helmet and earrings were decorated with this particular gem. Text 11 When Vasudev saw his extraordinary son, his eyes were struck with wonder. In transcendental jubilation, he mentally collected 10,000 cows and distributed them amongst the Brahmins, as a transcendental festival. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Srila Viswanath Chakravarti Thakur has analyzed the wonder of Vasudev upon seeing his extraordinary child. Vasudev was shivering with wonder to see a newborn child decorated so nicely with valuable garments and gems. He could immediately understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead had appeared, not as an ordinary child, but in his original, fully decorated, four-handed form. The first wonder was that the Lord was not afraid to appear within the prison house of Kamsa, where Vasudeva and Devaki were interned. Second, although the Lord, the Supreme Transcendence, is all-pervading, he had appeared from the womb of Devaki. The third point of wonder, therefore, was that the child could take birth from the womb so nicely decorated. 
Fourth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead was Vasudev's worshipable deity, yet had taken birth as his son. For these reasons, Vasudev was transcendentally jubilant, and he wanted to perform a festival, as Kshatriyas do, to celebrate the birth of a child. But because of his imprisonment, he was unable to do it externally, and therefore he performed the festival within his mind. This was just as good. If one cannot externally serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can serve the Lord within one's mind since the activities of the mind are as good as those of the other senses. This is called the non-dual or absolute situation, Advaya Gyan. People in general perform ritualistic ceremonies for the birth of a child. Why then should Vasudev not have performed such a ceremony when the Supreme Lord appeared as his son? Text 12. O Maharaj Parikit, descendant of King Bharat, Vasudev could understand that the child was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayan. Having concluded this without a doubt, he became fearless, bowing down with folded hands and concentrating his attention. He began to offer prayers to the child, who illuminated his birthplace by his natural influence. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Struck with such great wonder, Vasudev now concentrated his attention on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Understanding the influence of the Supreme Lord, he was surely fearless, since he understood that the Lord had appeared to give him protection. Gata bin Prabhavavit Understanding that the Supreme Personality of Godhead was present, he appropriately offered prayers as follows. Text 13 Vasudev said, My Lord, you are the Supreme Person, beyond material existence, and you are the Supersoul. Your form can be perceived by transcendental knowledge, by which you can be understood as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I now understand your position perfectly. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Within Vasudev's heart, affection for his son and knowledge of the Supreme Lord's transcendental nature both awakened. In the beginning, Vasudev thought, such a beautiful child has been born, but now Kamsa will come and kill him. But when he understood that this was not an ordinary child, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he became fearless. Regarding his son as the Supreme Lord, wonderful in everything, he began offering prayers appropriate for the Supreme Lord. Completely freed from fear of Kamsa's atrocities, he accepted the child simultaneously as an object of affection and as an object of worship by prayers.
Text 14. My Lord, you are the same person who in the beginning created this material world by his personal external energy. After the creation of this world of three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas, you appear to have entered in it, although in fact you have not. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda In Bhagavad Gita 7.4, the Supreme Personality of Godhead clearly explains, Bhumirapo nalovaihu kammano buddhir evacha ahankara etiyamme bina prakatir ashtada This material world of three modes of nature, sattva-guna, rajaguna, and tamaguna, is a composition of earth, water, fire, air, mind, intelligence, and false ego, all of which are energies coming from Krishna. Yet Krishna, being always transcendental, is aloof from this material world. Those who are not in pure knowledge think that Krishna is a product of matter and that his body is material, like ours, avajananti mamudha. In fact, however, Krishna is always aloof from this material world. In the Vedic literature, we find the creation described in relationship to Mahavishnu, as stated in Brahma Samhita 535. I worship the primeval Lord, Govinda, the original personality of Godhead. By his partial, plenary expansion as Mahavishnu, he enters into material nature. Then he enters every universe as Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, and he enters all the elements, including every atom of matter, as Shirodakshaya Vishnu. Such manifestations of cosmic creation are innumerable, both in the universe and in the individual atoms. Govinda is partially exhibited as Antaryami, the Supersoul, who enters this material world, Andantarastha, and who is also within the atom. The Brahma Samhita 548 further says, this verse describes Mahavishnu as a plenary expansion of Krishna. Mahavishnu lies on the causal ocean, and when he exhales, millions of brahmandas, or universes, come from the pores of his body. Then, when Mahavishnu inhales, all these brahmandas disappear. Thus the millions of brahmandas, controlled by the brahmas and other demigods, come and go in this material world, through the breathing of Mahavishnu. Foolish persons think that when Krishna appears as the son of Vasudeva, he is limited 
like an ordinary child. But Vasudev was aware that although the Lord had appeared as his son, the Lord had not entered Devaki's womb and then come out. Rather, the Lord was always there. The Supreme Lord is all-pervading, present within and without. Pravista Eva Basyase. He only seemed to have entered the womb of Devaki and to have now appeared as Vasudev's child. The expression of this knowledge by Vasudev indicates that Vasudev knew how these events took place. Vasudev was certainly a devotee of the Lord in full knowledge, and we must learn from devotees like him. Bhagavad Gita 434 therefore recommends, Tadvani prani patena paripashnena sevaya upateksyanti te gyanum gyaninas tattva darshina just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. Vasudev begot the Supreme Personality of Godhead, yet he was in full knowledge of how the Supreme Lord appears and disappears. He was therefore Tattvadarshi, a seer of the truth, because he personally saw how the Supreme Absolute Truth appeared as his son. Vasudev was not in ignorance, thinking that because the Supreme Godhead had appeared as his son, the Lord had become limited. The Lord is unlimitedly existing and all-pervading, inside and outside. Thus, there is no question of his appearance or disappearance. Texts 15 through 17 The Mahatattva, the total material energy, is undivided. But because of the modes of material nature, it appears to separate into earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Because of the living energy, jiva-bhuta, these separated energies combine to make the cosmic manifestation visible. But in fact, before the creation of the cosmos, the total energy is already present. Therefore, the total material energy never actually enters the creation. Similarly, Although you are perceived by our senses because of your presence, you cannot be perceived by the senses, nor experienced by the mind or words. Avan Manasa Gochara With our senses, we can perceive some things, but not everything. For example, we can use our eyes to see, but not to taste. Consequently, you are beyond perception by the senses. Although in touch with the modes of material nature, you are unaffected by them. You are the prime factor in everything, the all-pervading, undivided supersoul. For you, therefore, there is no external or internal. You never entered the womb of Devaki. Rather, you existed there already. Purport. 
by Śrīla Prabhupāda. This same understanding is explained by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita, 9.4. Māyātatam idam sarvam jagat avyakta mortina, matsthāni sarvabhūtāni na chaham tezavāstitata. By me, in my unmanifested form, this entire universe is pervaded. All beings are in me, but I am not in them. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is not perceivable through the gross material senses. It is said that Lord Sri Krishna's name, fame, pastimes, etc. cannot be understood by material senses. Only to one who is engaged in pure devotional service under proper guidance is he revealed. As stated in the Brahma Samhita 5.38, Premanjana Charita Bhakti Vilochanena Sandak Sadaiva Hridayesho Vilokayanti. One can see the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda, always, within one's self and outside one's self, if one has developed the transcendental loving attitude toward him. Thus, for the people in general, he is not visible. In the above-mentioned verse from Bhagavad Gita, therefore, it is said that although he is all-pervading, everywhere, present, he is not conceivable by the material senses. But actually, although we cannot see him, everything is resting in him, as discussed in the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the entire material cosmic manifestation is only a combination of his two energies, the superior spiritual energy and the inferior material energy. Just as sunshine is spread all over the universe, the energy of the Lord is spread all over the creation, and everything is resting in that energy. Yet, one should not conclude that because he is spread all over, he has lost his personal existence. To refute such arguments, the Lord says, I am everywhere and everything is in me, but still I am aloof. For example, a king heads a government, which is but a manifestation of the king's energy. The different governmental departments are nothing but the energies of the king and each department is resting on the king's power. But still, one cannot expect the king to be present in every department, personally. That is a crude example. Similarly, all the manifestations that we see, and everything that exists, both in this material world and in the spiritual world, are resting on the energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The creation takes place by the diffusion of his different energies. And as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, he is everywhere present by his personal representation, the diffusion of his different energies. One may argue that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who creates the whole cosmic manifestation simply by his glance, cannot come within the womb of Devaki, the wife of Vasudeva. To eradicate this argument, Vasudeva said, My dear Lord, it is not very wonderful that you appeared within the womb of Devaki, for the creation was also made in that way. You were lying in the causal ocean, 
as Mahavishnu, and by your breathing, innumerable universes came into existence. Then you entered into each of the universes as Garbhodakshaya Vishnu. Then again, you expanded yourself as Shirodakshaya Vishnu and entered into the heart of all living entities and entered even within the atoms. Therefore, your entrance into the womb of Devaki is understandable in the same way. You appear to have entered, but you are simultaneously all-pervading. We can understand your entrance and non-entrance from material examples. The total material energy remains intact, even after being divided into 16 elements. The material body is nothing but a combination of the five gross elements, namely earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Whenever there is a material body, it appears that such elements are newly created. But actually, the elements are always existing outside the body. Similarly, although you appear as a child from the womb of Devaki, you are also existing outside. You are always in your abode, but still you can simultaneously expand yourself into millions of forms. One has to understand your appearance with great intelligence, because the material energy is also emanating from you. You are the original source of the material energy, just as the sun is the source of the sunshine. The sunshine cannot cover the sun globe, nor can the material energy, being an emanation from you, cover you. You appear to be in the three modes of material nature, but actually the three modes of material energy cannot cover you. This is understood by highly intellectual philosophers. In other words, although you appear to be within material energy, you are never covered by it. We hear from the Vedic version that the Supreme Brahman exhibits his effulgence and therefore everything is illuminated. We can understand from Brahma Samhita that the Brahmajyoti, or the Brahman effulgence, emanates from the body of the Supreme Lord. And from the Brahman effulgence, all creation takes place. It is further stated in Bhagavad Gita that the Lord is the support of the Brahman effulgence. Originally, he is the root cause of everything. But persons who are less intelligent think that when the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes within the material world, he accepts the material qualities. Such conclusions are not mature, but are made by the less intelligent. Text 18. One who considers his visible body, which is a product of the three modes of nature, to be independent of the soul, is unaware of the basis of existence, and therefore he is a rascal. Those who are learned have rejected this conclusion, because one can understand through full discussion that with no basis in soul, the visible body and senses 
would be insubstantial. Nonetheless, although his conclusion has been rejected, a foolish person considers it a reality. Report by Srila Prabhupada Without the basic principle of the soul, the body cannot be produced. So-called scientists have tried in many ways to produce a living body in their chemical laboratories, but no one has been able to do it, because unless the spirit soul is present, a body cannot be prepared from material elements. Since scientists are now enamored of theories about the chemical composition of the body, we have challenged many scientists to make even a small egg. The chemicals in eggs can be found very easily. There is a white substance and a yellow substance, covered by a shell. And modern scientists should very easily be able to duplicate all this. But even if they were to prepare such an egg and put it in an incubator, this man-made chemical egg would not produce a chicken. The soul must be added, because there is no question of a chemical combination for life. Those who think that life can exist without the soul have therefore been described here as abudha, foolish rascals. Again, there are those who reject the body, regarding it as insubstantial. They are of the same category of fools. One can neither reject the body nor accept it as substantial. The substance is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and both the body and the soul are energies of the Supreme Godhead, as described by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita 7, 4, and 5. Bhumir apau nalo vayu kamhanu budir evacha ahankara itiyam me bina prakatir ashtada Aparyam itastvanyam prakritim vidime param, jiva bhutam mahabaho, yayedam daryatejagat. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego, altogether these eight comprise my separated material energies. But besides this inferior nature, almighty armed Arjuna, there is a superior energy of mine, which consists of all the living entities who are struggling with material nature and are sustaining the universe. The body, therefore, has a relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, just as the soul does. Since both of them are energies of the Lord, neither of them is false, because they both come from the reality. One who does not know this secret of life is described as abudha. According to the Vedic injunctions, aitadatnyam idam sarvam, sarvam kalav idam brahma. Everything is the supreme brahman. Therefore, both the body and the soul are brahman, since matter and spirit emanate from brahman. Not knowing the conclusions of the Vedas, some people accept the material nature as substance, and others accept the spirit soul as substance. But actually, Brahman is the substance. 
Brahman is the cause of all causes. The ingredients and the immediate cause of this manifested material world are Brahman, and we cannot make the ingredients of this world independent of Brahman. Furthermore, since the ingredients of the immediate cause of this material manifestations are Brahman, both of them are truth, satya. There is no validity to the expression Brahma satyam jagan mitya. The world is not false. Jnanis reject this world, and foolish persons accept this world as reality, and in this way they are both misguided. Although the body is not as important as the soul, we cannot say that it is false. Yet the body is temporary, and only foolish, materialistic persons, who do not have full knowledge of the soul, regard the temporary body as reality and engage in decorating this body. Both of these pitfalls, rejection of the body as false and acceptance of the body as all in all, can be avoided when one is fully situated in Krishna consciousness. If we regard this world as false, we fall into the category of asuras, who say that this world is unreal, with no foundation and no God in control. Asatyam apartistam te jagat ahur anisvaram. As described in the 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, this is the conclusion of demons. Text 19 O my Lord, learned Vedic scholars conclude that the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of the entire cosmic manifestation are performed by you, who are free from endeavor, unaffected by the modes of material nature, and changeless in your spiritual situation. There are no contradictions in you, who are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Parabrahman. Because the three modes of material nature, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, are under your control, everything takes place automatically. Purport by Srila Prabhupada as stated in the Vedas, Natasya karyam karanam chavidyate, natat samas chadyadi kastadrishyate, parashya shaktir vividaiva shruyate, swabhaviki jnana bala kriyacha. The Supreme Lord has nothing to do, and no one is found to be equal to or greater than him, for everything is done naturally and systematically by his multifarious energies. Svetasvatara Upanishad, 6.8. Creation, maintenance, and annihilation are all conducted personally by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and this is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Mayadikshena Prakati Suyate Sa Chara Charam. Yet ultimately, the Lord does not need to do anything, and therefore he is nirvikara, changeless. Because everything is done under his direction, he is called Shristi Karta, the master of creation. Similarly, he is the master of annihilation. When a master, 
sits in one place while his servants work in different duties. Whatever the servants are doing is ultimately an activity of the master, although he is doing nothing. Natasya karyam karanam chavidyate. The Lord's potencies are so numerous that everything is nicely done. Therefore, he is naturally still and is not directly the doer of anything in this material world. Text 20 My Lord, your form is transcendental to the three material modes. Yet for the maintenance of the three worlds, you assume the white color of Vishnu in goodness. For creation, which is surrounded by the quality of passion, you appear reddish. And at the end, when there is a need for annihilation, which is surrounded by ignorance, you appear blackish. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Vasudev prayed to the Lord, You are called Shuklam. Suklam, or whiteness, is the symbolic representation of the absolute truth because it is unaffected by the material qualities. Lord Brahma is called Rakta, or red, because Brahma represents the qualities of passion for creation. Darkness is entrusted to Lord Shiva, because he annihilates the cosmos. The creation, annihilation, and maintenance of this cosmic manifestation are conducted by your potencies, yet you are always unaffected by those qualities. As confirmed in the Vedas, Hariyar here near Guna Sakshat, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is always freed from all material qualities. It is also said that the qualities of passion and ignorance are non-existent in the person of the Supreme Lord. In this verse, the three colors mentioned, Shukla, Rakta, and Krishna, are not to be understood literally in terms of what we experience with our senses, but rather as representatives of Sattvaguna, Rajaguna, and Tamaguna. After all, sometimes we see that a duck is white, although it is in tamoguna, the mode of ignorance. Illustrating the logic called bakanda nyaya, the duck is such a fool that it runs after the testicles of a bull, thinking them to be hanging fish that can be taken when it drops. Thus the duck is always in darkness. Vyasadev, however, the compiler of the Vedic literature, is blackish. But this does not mean that he is in Tamaguna. Rather, he is in the highest position of Sattvaguna, beyond the material modes of nature. Sometimes these colors, Shukla, Raktas, Tatapita, are used to designate the Brahmins, Kshatriyas, Vaishas, and Sudras. Lord Shiro Dakshai Vishnu is celebrated as possessing a blackish color. Lord Shiva is whitish and Lord Brahma is reddish. But according to Srila Sanatana Goswami in the Vaishnav Toshini Tika, this exhibition of colors is not what is referred to here. The real understanding of Shukla, Rakta, and Krishna is as follows. The Lord is always transcendental, but for the sake of creation, 
he assumes the color Rakta as Lord Brahma. Again, sometimes the Lord becomes angry, as he says in Bhagavad Gita, 1619. Those who are envious and mischievous, who are the lowest among men, are cast by me into the ocean of material existence into various demoniac species of life. To destroy the demons, the Lord becomes angry, and therefore he assumes the form of Lord Shiva. In summary, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is always beyond the material qualities, and we should not be misled into thinking otherwise simply because of sense perception. One must understand the position of the Lord through the authorities, or Mahajans, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, 1.3.28. Eti tam sakala pumsam, Krishna's tu Bhagavan Swayam. Text 21. O my Lord, proprietor of all creation, you have now appeared in my house, desiring to protect this world. I am sure that you will kill all the armies that are moving all over the world under the leadership of politicians who are dressed as Kshatriya rulers, but who are factually demons. They must be killed by you for the protection of the innocent public. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Krishna appears in this world for two purposes, Paritanaya Sadhanam, Vinishayata Duskritam, to protect the innocent religious devotees of the Lord and to annihilate the uneducated, uncultured asuras who unnecessarily bark like dogs and fight amongst themselves for political power. It is said, Kali Kali Nama Rupe Krishna Avatar. The Hare Krishna movement is also an incarnation of Krishna in the form of his holy name, Nama Rupe. Every one of us who is actually afraid of the Asuric rulers and politicians must welcome this incarnation of Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Then we will surely be protected from the harassment of Asuric rulers. At the present moment, these rulers are so powerful that by hook or by crook, they capture the highest posts in government and harass countless numbers of people on the plea of national security or some emergency. Then again, one asura defeats another asura, but the public continues to suffer. Therefore, the entire world is in a precarious condition, and the only hope is this Hare Krishna movement. Lord Nishringadeva appeared when Prahlad was excessively harassed by his Asuric father. Because of such Asuric fathers, that is, the ruling politicians, it is very difficult to press forward the Hare Krishna movement. But because Krishna has now appeared in his holy name through this movement, we can hope that these Asuric fathers will be annihilated and the kingdom of God established all over the world. The entire world is now full of many Asuras, in the guise of politicians, gurus, sadhus, yogis, and incarnations. 
and they are misleading the general public away from Krishna consciousness, which can offer the true benefit to human society. Text 22. O my Lord, Lord of the demigods, after hearing the prophecy that you would take birth in our home and kill him, this uncivilized Kamsa killed so many of your elder brothers. As soon as he hears from his lieutenants that you have appeared, he will immediately come with weapons to kill you. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Kamsa has here been described as asabya, meaning uncivilized, or most heinous, because he killed the many children of his sister. When he heard the prophecy that he would be killed by her eighth son, this uncivilized man, Kamsa, was immediately ready to kill his innocent sister on the occasion of her marriage. An uncivilized man can do anything for the satisfaction of his senses. He can kill children. He can kill cows. He can kill Brahmins. He can kill old men. He has no mercy for anyone. According to the Vedic civilization, cows, women, children, old men, and Brahmins should be excused if they are at fault. But Asuras, uncivilized men, do not care about that. At the present moment, the killing of cows and the killing of children is going on unrestrictedly, and therefore this civilization is not at all human. And those who are conducting this condemned civilization are uncivilized Asuras. Such uncivilized men are not in favor of the Krishna consciousness movement. As public officers, they declare without hesitation that the chanting of the Hare Krishna movement is a nuisance. Although Bhagavad Gita clearly says, Satatam kirtayanto mam yatantas cha jidhavrataha. According to this verse, it is the duty of the Mahatmas to chant the Hare Krishna mantra and try to spread it all over the world to the best of their ability. Unfortunately, society is in such an uncivilized state that there are so-called Mahatmas who are prepared to kill cows and children and stop the Hare Krishna movement. Such uncivilized activities were actually demonstrated in opposition to the Hare Krishna movement's Bombay center, Hare Krishna land. As Kamsa was not expected to kill the beautiful child of Devaki and Vasudev, the uncivilized society, although unhappy about the advancement of the Krishna consciousness movement, cannot be expected to stop it. Yet we must face many difficulties in many different ways. Although Krishna cannot be killed, Vasudev, as the father of Krishna, was trembling because in affection he thought that Kamsa would immediately come and kill his son. Similarly, although the Krishna consciousness movement and Krishna are non-different and no asuras can check it, we are afraid that at any moment the asuras can stop this movement in any part of the world. <laughs> 